0: Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the 1010 podcast, where we talk about all things life in the abundant life that we have through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm so excited to have my guest, Sarah Somerset with us today. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming and sharing your story. You guys are going to love it. But hey, I also want to say that the 1010 podcast is a ministry of Life PNW which is a pro life ministry of Cedar Park Church. If you'd like to learn more about Life PNW, you can check go to the website lifepnw.org and I'd love to invite you to subscribe to our mailing list because you can find out all of the pro life opportunities that we'll, we are presenting in this area to get involved to stand for life. I know if you're a part of this podcast, you care about life. And so I wanted to make sure that you knew about that. And on LifePNW.org, we have some great resources for single moms, for post-abortion care, uh, for adoption and foster families, and so much more. So check out LifePNW.org to find out more. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Let's get started. Awesome. Well, Sarah, I am really excited to be sitting down with you, um, Sarah. I think I, we talked about I met you maybe just a few years ago. You, mm-hmm. you and your husband Kobe yeah. are attending Cedar Park Church, and we were just remembering how my husband married you guys just yep. almost two years ago. So mm-hmm. happy almost two year anniversary. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Snuck up quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing it. Um, but I'm excited to to have you on this podcast just because I know you have an amazing story. Mm-hmm. And you have a heart that is really desiring to share your story, to mm-hmm. benefit other people. And that's exactly what our testimonies are all about, right? Our testimonies are not just for us mm-hmm. um, to appreciate and thank God for, but also to share yeah. with other brothers and sisters in Christ so that they can learn and grow through the things that, that we're experiencing. And so we're going to be talking about some fun things today. I thought we could talk about uh, dating, mm-hmm. the dating life. um, because you're so young and you are just doing it, not that many years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then also just a little bit, uh, some of the experiences that you have had, um, being married and through your pregnancy. I think those are also really important discussions to have here on this podcast. You know, the world is so good at lying to us about life, yep. about marriage, about dating, about pregnancy. And so we want to speak truth, right? Our, our testimonies are truth, truth about who God is truth about who, what he says about us, about who we are. And so, um, I'm excited just to hear a little bit about what God's been doing in your life. So maybe tell us and all of our listeners, maybe you can introduce yourself, tell a little bit about who you are today, and then, um, maybe go back to when you and Kobe first met and how you guys started dating. And we'll just go from there. We'll have a conversation.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm Sarah Somerset. Um, I'm 22 years old. I'm a stay at home mom to my beautiful daughter named Lainey. Um, I married my high school sweetheart. His Mm -hmm. name is Kobe. Uh, we met when we were 15 years old, which sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we've been together for almost eight years, which is yeah. Insane. Wow. Um, yeah, we just have quite the testimony and yeah. I just want to thank you for having me on mm. and just letting me share our story because I know, you know, God has brought us through a lot and mm. if it can just help one person out there, then, you know, I'm yeah. happy to share, you yeah. know, it's a lot of intimate, yeah. you know, yeah. details and a lot of stuff that it's very personal, but yeah. I just, you Thank know, you for being willing to
0: share. Yeah. Some of those. And so I think just starting maybe like when you and Kobe first started dating, I think that is really relevant mm-hmm. to, um, to a lot of listeners who have maybe teenage kids or maybe even younger kids, yeah, you know, who are just starting to raise their kids. Um, I think dating is that scary word for parents. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I, how do I help my kids date well? And especially in the church, yep. um, because we know what the Bible says about marriage and And sex within marriage, right? We know that God wants us to keep our minds pure, like so many of the Psalms or Proverbs, like how can a young man keep his way pure? Mm -hmm. So we know that as Christians, especially as teenage Christians, our desire is for purity, but it's so difficult to live that out. And why is that? And I think it's because the desires that we have for relationship with the opposite sex is Mm God-given. And that's the part where we kind of go, well, what do I do with that? Because I desire, you know, a a relationship that I'm not old enough for or ready for. I'm not married. And so instead of um, as Christian parents, instead of saying to our kids, like, well, don't think about sex, you know, because you're not old enough or it's not appropriate sin, you know, instead of going that route, you know, and teaching our kids that these are natural feelings, like desiring to have a sexual relationship with, with the opposite sex is not wrong. Mm -hmm. Like that's not sinful, but there's a time and a place for it. Right. And so as single people, how do we control our minds? Yeah. Not push or repress or suppress feelings, but bring them into submission to the word of God, bring them to God. And so if there's, if you're struggling with, you know, uh, keeping your thoughts pure, bring that to the Lord instead of just beating yourself up over it. Um, bring it to the Lord and say, God, I'm really struggling with this help me help me with these thoughts Mm -hmm. these desires thank you god that it's god-given yeah right as a parent um we can say those we can even talk to our kids about about how normal those feelings are maybe even share stories of how we were when we were their age yeah things that we struggled with and that's hard because that brings about uh some embarrassment yeah (laughs) some shame having that conversation is it's not easy yeah as you'll experience as your little girls, mm-hmm. just little right now, but I don't, soon I don't even you'll want get to, to think have... about her dating. <laughs> like,
1: oh. So no. maybe
0: tell us a little bit about your dating experience.
1: Yeah. So Kobe and I started dating when we were 15 and you know, we were instantly like instantly had a connection, like physical connection. And like, we always wanted to be like lovey dovey with mm-hmm. each other and love to like cuddle. Yeah. And we just instantly had this connection mm-hmm. since day one. And even if we were at our parents' house, like and we were would both just, Christians, he was not at okay. the time. So he didn't really grow up Christian, whereas I come from a Christian uh, family mm-hmm. and was raised Christian. But so I was more with God than he was at that point. Um, but I was, I was lost. Mm-hmm. I was pretty lost at that point. Mm-hmm. So we never, even from the beginning, we never set boundaries for ourselves. meaning we never would, we would go over there or I would go over to his house. He'd come over to mine and we'd have the door shut Mm -hmm. and you know, we never set those clear boundaries for each other Mm -hmm. and which made it really hard because obviously temptation happens and you know, we're young and you want to, you know.
0: Yeah. We were the same way too. Jay and I dating. Um, even though in our church youth group, we had talked about like purity and saving Mm -hmm. yourself for marriage he and I hadn't had that conversation. It's like, how are we going to protect each other's purity? Yeah. Which is
1: such an important conversation to have, Mm -hmm. you know, especially, you know, when you start dating, it's so important, you know, because the Bible wants us to wait till marriage. um, God wants us to wait till marriage. And so it's so important, Mm -hmm. but you know, Kobe and I did not wait Mm -hmm. till marriage and looking back now, obviously we can't go back, but we wish we would have. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you're a teenager, you just think that life is all about sex. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. I mean, it's, there's just so much temptation. It's just hormones. It's like the stage of life you're in. Yeah. You were around like a lot of people in high Mm -hmm. school who were doing the same thing. It was like, you know, you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, Mm -hmm. you have sex with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't like the cool thing to wait till marriage. That wasn't like common. Right. Um, but the perspective you
0: have now, like even as oh, completely I mean, you're, flipped, you're still young. Yeah, but you know, as a 45 year old woman who's mm-hmm. been married for 26 years, there's a lot more to life than yeah. sex. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm yes. thankful for it. And it, I think that when we're young, when we're in that season of life where we're having babies or mm-hmm. having families like that, that's that God given, yeah, instinct, if you will, to procreate mm-hmm. to you know, be fruitful and multiply. Right. So without that attraction, it'd be really hard to be fruitful and multiply. So again, kind of going back to the idea that the desire for sexual relationship is not wrong. It's God given, but how do we operate in that in a way that we truly can on our wedding day? Mm -hmm. Say, I, you know, I waited for you or I was pure for you. Like this is a challenge for so many people who are in dating relationships. Um, I would say the best advice for any parent is just tell your kids not to date until
1: they're like 18. Yeah. (laughs) Because honestly, like what good could happen? Yeah. I mean, you're 18. Yeah. And then my daughter's going to be like, you married dad and you were 15. (laughs) I'm like, well, yes, no. Um, yeah. I mean, I think boundaries are so important, you know, to set those from the Mm -hmm. very beginning because that's huge. And if you don't have that conversation, you know, one thing's going to lead to another. Yeah. Um, just not good stuff. Yeah.
0: I wanted to go back to something you said, um, that you had given, you know, you were a Christian, but Mm -hmm. you were really lost. Yes. And I think I just wanted to put a little bit of definition around that because I think there's a difference between salvation. Like Mm -hmm. when you, I give my life to you, Lord, I surrender my life. I'm a Christian. Yeah. There's a difference between that moment and then actually living for Christ right right where you're surrendering your actual everyday oh, life sure. like you're mm-hmm. saying lord you are you're the lord of my life mm-hmm. so i think there's there's a lot of christians who maybe you're just in that i'm a christian phase
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh but we need to move past that
1: yes right
0: so we need to say um when we accept christ it just begins a journey mm-hmm. it's not like the moment you say yes to jesus that Oh, I no longer have sinful desires. Yep. <laughs> Everything's easy now. It's right. like, no, now you start every day working out yes. your faith, working out your salvation, yeah. right? And so we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall. Um, but we, we're we working towards perfection, mm-hmm. even though we'll never be perfect right. because we're not God. But the Bible says to that we should be perfect mm-hmm. as our Heavenly Father's perfect. So how do we do that? Well, every day, right? Learning and growing. So I just wanted to... Um, I just want to bring some clarity around that. Cause I think that there are a lot of believers They're like I, I, I call myself a Christian, but then you look at their life and you're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, you're sleeping with your boyfriend right. or, you know, you're, you're getting drunk on the weekends. Right. Which or- was exactly
1: what I was kind of doing. I mm. mean, I loved God and I mm. loved, I knew he loved me and mm. I would say I'm a Christian. I believe in God, but I didn't really, have that relationship with God yeah. or that discipline where it yeah. was like, I'm living for Christ. Right. It was like on Sundays I'm going to go to church, mm-hmm. but then when Monday comes around, yeah. I'm going to live for myself in the world and I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, not wait till marriage and uh, same with Kobe, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, so how did you come to that place where you're like, this isn't satisfying me?
0: Yeah. Like where you guys were dating and kind of doing that.
1: Yeah. And so we we had been dating for, it was honestly after I graduated. Throughout high school, you know, we were really immature, did immature things to each other. we just kind of like had an immature relationship. Mm-hmm. weren't really going to church together. Um, we knew we loved each other, and the end goal for us honestly was marriage. It was kind of like, I love you, and we had gone through a lot of stuff through high school where we're like, like we want to be with each other, and yeah. we knew that. But um, our the faith in our relationship, like we weren't really we weren't living out, you know, God's yeah. will for us. Yeah. And so I feel like after we graduated high school, it was, we started coming to Cedar park. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we're, yeah, we we're, I turned 19 years old and Jay said something on Sunday and we would go every Sunday. He would come with me mm-hmm. and we'd go with my family. And Jay said something on Sunday and he was talking about, um, Jesus coming back. And I was like, I knew I'd always known Jesus was going to return. You know, my parents raised us to know that like Jesus is going to return, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was talking about it one Sunday and I like kind of had this like switch where it was like, if Jesus were to come back tomorrow, like, like would I go up with him? Like, Mm -hmm. how am I really, am I really living for him or am I living for myself? And I feel Mm -hmm. like ever since then it was like my life kind of like switched And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit was convicting me Mm. in our relationship, Mm. Kobe and my relationship. And, you know, whereas before it was kind of like, eh, like, it's okay. Like, I'll repent and it's fine. Whereas, like, the Holy Spirit was like, no, you need to turn your life around. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting baptized with my sister, actually, and started to have this discipline Mm. of, like, you need to be in your word. You need to... Be living for Christ and not yourself, and mm-hmm. it was a tough switch, though. You know, yeah. from going like, not yeah, what waiting. did that look like in your relationship? It was tough. I mean, from going to um, from not waiting till marriage, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden having these like boundaries of yeah, you know, let's wait. I'm not saying we were perfect. Yeah, was Kobe um, on the same page? With he you was. Yeah, that's good. Uh, obviously, it was it was tough for both of us because mm-hmm. it was like, wait, but I love you, and yeah. we want to get married, and. Right. So why does it matter that much? Mm-hmm. But it was yeah. a big shift, yeah. you know, but yeah.
0: So then, so you kind of had that, you know, awakening, mm-hmm. if you will, like, wow, I do love God, but I'm not really living for him. And so you made some changes. Yep. And then how much, how long after that did you guys get married?
1: We got married a year after that. Okay. So we got married when we were, or no. I was nine, uh, we got married when we were 21. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. We were 20. Yeah. We were so 20 years old Not too long. Yeah. A about year. a year after okay. we got married. And, um, I was like, when we, <laughs> you know, when we were having sex in our marriage, it was so different. Cause you didn't mm-hmm. have that conviction of, wow. you know, Oh, yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. Right. It was like, we can do this. and. Yeah. This is what God designed us for yeah. is this right here. Yes, you know, marriage. Yep. And um it's it was just so beautiful.
0: It's perfect. Yeah. And so then you guys um tell me about how your family
1: started. That first oh yeah. <laughs> so um we got married July 17th and August 20th, mm. <laughs> we found out we were pregnant. Wow. With our first baby, okay. the honeymoon oh, baby. The baby. <laughs> yep. Our families <laughs> were like, awesome. wait, you guys just got married. <laughs> we're like, whoa. Um, so that was a huge, huge shock to us. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, we had just gotten married and mm-hmm. we were kind of like, Oh my gosh, we haven't even what barely is, been yeah. married. God, what are you doing? Right. Um, <laughs> it was pretty crazy, but we both at that point had really good relationships with the Lord mm-hmm. and it was, you know, we we're living for Christ. Yeah. We were in that, like, you know, we we're in a really good, good space spot, yeah. and we were so happy. We were just like, Okay, like we just got married and now we're gonna have a baby. Okay, like let's this, go. Let's go. We're starting young, but hey, yeah. that, this is what God wants, yeah. you know? And so yeah, we we're having a baby. Wow. And yeah, pretty crazy. All happened very quick. But no, we were so happy. Um and then we go in for our eight week appointment and this is kind of a side note, but I think I told you this, mm-hmm. the doctor. One of the first things she said oh, to yeah. Kobe and I, which is really odd. Um, she looked at us and she's like, wow, you guys are really young. I'm really shocked you guys are keeping the baby. And I just remember Kobe and I being like, what in the world? Like, Wow. Why would you even say that to us?
0: Um, it's just
1: terrible. It, Yeah, very so terrible. To go in so to we, check to, on the health of your baby. Right. And we're super
0: excited. like and This that's, is our baby. And she essentially was implying that you should... Yeah, kind of, or not just like, wow, baby. yeah, like, it was sure really weird too, like really opening that door mm-hmm. for you to say, yeah, actually, we're not really sure. Yeah. It was really odd.
1: Yeah. It was so
0: weird. Instead of saying, wow, this is so exciting.
1: Congratulations. You guys just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. And so that appointment was kind of weird. Um, just cause that kind of threw me off. And she yeah. said that at the beginning of the appointment, I might be being subtle, but it makes me really mad. Yeah. Oh no, I was, I came home. I told my mom, I'm like, you won't believe what yeah. the doctor said to us. And even like my family was like, that's not a, that's not no. okay for a professional to say no. that to anyone, you know, didn't you guys switch? after yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. So at the, our eight week appointment, we got to see our baby, heard their heartbeat. And it mm-hmm. was so amazing mm-hmm. besides that comment. But yeah, yeah, it was so amazing. Um, I did end up switching doctors because I didn't want a doctor that was negative like that and was going to have that attitude. I was like, no, thanks. not for me. Mm -mm. Um, So we switched doctors and I had another appointment for um, at 12 weeks and we go into our appointment and everything was good. I mean, we kind of just talked for a little bit and then she... um, out the ultrasound machine and was like hey we're gonna look like listen to your baby look look at your baby and mm-hmm. again Kobe and I are all excited this is so new to us we're yeah. like oh my gosh yeah. and she pulls out her machine and is looking and she is kind of like I don't I'm sorry you guys I don't think I see a heartbeat and Kobe and I were like well, we look harder it, so <laughs> yeah like we just heard it four yeah. weeks ago like mm-hmm. what, are, what do you mean and she was like I don't I think you might be miscarrying and I was like there's no way like Mm. what? Um, and so she's like, I'm going to send you to an actual ultrasound place where Mm. it's more high definition and Mm -hmm. just better quality and stuff, um, to make sure you're not miscarrying. And Mm. so we go to this place, um, right away and they confirm there that we had lost our baby. Mm. Um, there was no heartbeat. So it was, you were like very hard. I was 12 weeks. weeks. mm -hmm. I was 12, 12 weeks. It's called a silent miscarriage. So my body hadn't yet recognized that the baby Mm. had passed. Um, the baby had passed at nine weeks. So he was measuring nine weeks. Um, but that was really hard. I mean, I remember being in the room and Kobe and I just looking at each other, bawling our eyes out. Like, Mm. why, why God, um, why would you do this to us? Why? Yeah why would you take our baby? And it was really, really the hardest thing, I, thing I'd ever experienced. Um, it's amazing how you've only known that baby for, right.
0: you know, nine weeks mm-hmm. and maybe even a little bit less because you didn't know right away that you were even pregnant. Right. And yet you already love them with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, for sure. Even though you've never yeah. held them in your arms or seen their face, you know, yep. you just instantly love them. Yeah. I mean, miscarriage is is, is really
1: sad. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Yeah. It it was so hard and especially the way we did miscarry. So they kind of give you a few options, um, what to do. So when you miscarry my options were, I could wait till the baby passes on its own, Mm -hmm. but they told me it could be another few weeks till my body actually recognizes Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm or I could go in for the procedure and they mm-hmm. could, you know, take the baby out manually. Like a DNC um, or... yeah, DNC, which personally I didn't want to do because I heard, I had heard and researched that that could leave some like scar tissue mm-hmm. and affect your next pregnancy, okay. which I don't know how true that is, but mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't really want to do that. I didn't want to wait to see, um, if the baby would pass on its own. I didn't want to wait another few weeks just mm-hmm. because it was really hard, you know, mm-hmm. knowing the baby was yeah. still in me. Right. Um, but so I chose to go the medicine route and it's the same medicine they give women to abort their babies, which uh. was also really hard for me to wrap my brain around because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not choosing to do right. this, you know? So yeah. that was a weird feeling. Um, yeah. Cause didn't they call it? Yeah. So like- when they prescribed me over the phone, they're like, you missed abortion pill. Um, uh-huh. They called it a missed abortion. And my heart just was like, Oh, what is like missed, abortion. missed abortion. Huh. And I, I think I cried to Jay on yeah, Sunday, that yeah. Sunday. And I was like, "That this is what the doctors called it. And I was just crying. And he was like, that's just the world. Like, that's yeah, the enemy. Right. Um. Mm. Yeah, so I mm. took the medicine and was at home with Kobe. And we had worship music going. And it was really rough, like, it was really intense mm. because your body basically goes into labor. Mm-hmm. And even though the baby's so small, your body literally, you have contractions and you you pass the baby within a few hours. And it's painful and it's hard. And, you know, we were able to see our baby. Um, we saw, like, held our baby in our hands. Wow. And mm. he was so small. Mm. But so you could see everything. You could see the eye, his eyes, his fingers, his like ribs everything and i was like when we would look at the when we saw the baby we would just be like this is crazy yeah, <laughs> like yeah. crazy but like we had a peace in knowing that this is the baby's body but mm-hmm. his his uh soul's already in heaven he's in heaven like he's up there with jesus yeah. so there was a peace where it was like yeah. this is just his body you know right and so but it was still obviously really yeah. hard. You know, we're bawling our eyes out and it was really something I'll never forget. Mm-hmm.
0: Ever. And so you did something in that moment mm-hmm. that you told me about a couple of months ago at church.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I took a picture mm-hmm. of the baby, yeah. which I'm so glad you did. Yeah. And because, yeah. You told me then, you're like, I
0: have a picture
1: mm-hmm.
0: of my baby mm-hmm. that um that I miscarried, you know, like around 12 weeks. Yep. And you're And you just said to me, if there's anything that you think... You know, yeah you could do with it. I just want his life to you know bring purpose and meaning to somebody else, yes, and to make a difference in the world. Yeah. And so um, you you showed that to me, and so we talked about showing it here, so we'll just pop it up on the screen here yeah. that you guys um, all of our viewers can take a look at mm-hmm. Sarah and Coe's little guy who's with Jesus. Yeah, and this is just um miscarried at twelve weeks, but it was a nine, yeah, nine, nine we stopped growing at yes. about nine weeks old. Yep, and um, I wanted, uh, you wanted people to see yeah. his life and to see his his body. And thank you for you know being willing to show. I also want to show a picture that I got um, through one of our pro life ministries, Love Life. They um, they showed they actually send out a picture of this baby that they took a, a picture of that was aborted. Mm-hmm. And I I saw it after you showed me your picture of your baby, and I was like. Whoa, because it looks like it's about the same age, baby. Yep, that was aborted, and I'll show that picture here, and you can see the difference. I mean, one yes. is a fully intact baby, right? You know, and then one is an aborted baby, mm-hmm. um, and it's just powerful. Mm-hmm. Like it speaks for itself. Like you said, you can see
1: yep. hands. Well, and I didn't even ribs. know that the baby was going to be that developed. Really? You know, I mean, I knew. It, he was going to be developed, but it was like, like this. Is, this is. It was just crazy. Every you know? little part, little fingers, everything, toes, yeah. legs, like you said, ribs. Yep. I mean, their little life. Yeah, exactly. All right there. Yep.
0: It's amazing.
1: Yeah. It was. It was amazing. Hmm.
0: But we're we're excited someday to meet him in heaven. Oh
1: yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yes. Did you guys name him? Yes, we named him Ezekiel. Ezekiel. We just kind of like. Feel, felt like God put that on our heart, like in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we named him Ezekiel and he's in heaven right now. Sweet. And that's just part of our testimony. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll always be our first baby yeah. because his life was so, he made us parents, you know, he, I got my first positive pregnancy <laughs> test with that baby. Heard his heartbeat. And heard his heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was amazing, but it, it came with a lot of, a lot of hurt, Mm -hmm. um, after I miscarried, um, my sister actually ended up getting pregnant, like, or found out she was pregnant a few days after I miscarried. And my Mm -hmm. other sister was pregnant at the same time as me. And Mm -hmm. so it, I was in a dark place for a while kind of adds to the Mm -hmm. impact. Yeah. So I, you know, I had to watch them at you know, be together, be pregnant and experience this. And I just remember going through such a hard time Mm -hmm. of like mad at God. I was so mad at God. Like, why would you put me through this and Mm -hmm. take my baby, but you know, have them have perfectly healthy pregnancies and have me watch that. that that that. Yeah. And I love them. And it was so hard to Mm -hmm. celebrate them during a season of loss. It was devastating and i remember i would go over to my parents house and my sister would be over there mm-hmm. and something small would come up with mm-hmm. just her being pregnant yeah. and i would go in the other room and i'd just bawl my eyes out mm-hmm. like just cry and cry because i was so hurt mm-hmm. um you know because i was expecting a baby yeah. and so it was so yeah. it was just so mm-hmm. hard and i i was depressed for a little bit mm-hmm. um and it took a lot of just Praying yeah. and literally just giving it to God. And God. I'll tell you though, Kobe and I have never been more close than mm-hmm. we had ever been. Yeah. I mean, we'd been together since we were 15 and yeah. going through something like that just yeah. in our first few months of marriage brought us so close, yeah. which I don't know if we have we mm. would have been that close without yeah. that situation. Um, yeah. So, and just so much closer to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my gosh, I would just... Cry out to God, you know, and yeah, it's just yeah. looking back, you know, I'm, I know this is the reason God brought us through this to mm-hmm. share this. And um, yeah, you grieved well. You know, you honored his
0: life yep. and you honored the Lord through it, mm-hmm. which is all you can do. Yeah. Because the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Yes. And we don't understand. We won't, and know? we don't know why. We don't know why. Yeah. But we trust him. Yes. And we know that he's sovereign mm-hmm. and he's good. Yes. And that he takes even things that are hard and bad. Yeah.
1: And he makes them something good. Mm-hmm. He brings beauty out of ashes, yeah. right? For sure. And that's why I I when I took the picture, I'd never deleted it because mm-hmm. I was like, God's gonna I feel like God's gonna use this. Mm-hmm. Somehow. He's gonna use this. He's gonna use this baby mm-hmm. for his good. Mm-hmm. And I'd posted my um miscarriage story on Instagram mm-hmm. and social media to kind of like share what had happened because I wanted, I wanted people to know like miscarriage is normal. Yeah. It's not talked about that much mm-hmm. because they, with miscarriage comes some shame mm. of like, you know, why, why did my body what do did I this? Do? What did I do? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So but there's nothing to be ashamed of. Right. Nothing. And it's so common. It's one in mm-hmm. four. Wow. It's so common. Mm hmm. And so, and to recognize just that it's a life. Yes, exactly. And it's,
0: that's okay to grieve that. Yes. Even though you may have, people may not even have known you were pregnant. Right. You're not showing at that mm-hmm. point,
1: even at six weeks, you know, if we miscarried yeah. at six or seven weeks, yeah. it's still yes a full on baby Yes, um, or earlier. So
0: it's, yeah. When I was pregnant with Jazlyn, um, I was five, like five weeks pregnant. So just like barely. Mm-hmm. And we were out shopping with my mom and sister and i started bleeding Mm -hmm. and um i thought that i had lost my baby and so i made an appointment with the doctor and um did an ultrasound and i was still pregnant but they realized that there were two sacks so the one had opened and Mm -hmm. bled out so that so they just said that jazelyn had a twin
1: oh my gosh Um, yeah and
0: that we lost that was probably our boy (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't know what it was, but we only have girls, so maybe (laughs) you'll find out. But God was like, there can only be one Jazzy. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we're just going to do the one. But I was Mm -hmm. just so thankful to still be pregnant and I I was so sad. Right. Even after just barely knowing I was Mm -hmm. pregnant, baby was like so small, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's the point is that there was life. Yes. And life matters. Life Mm -hmm. is precious. It's a gift from God. And so it's appropriate no matter how early in your pregnancy, you
1: miscarried to, to honor that life yep. and to grieve that life. Right. Cause that's your back. baby. Yeah. You know, that's your baby How It's a soul. It's yeah, exactly. And they go up to heaven. Yeah. And so I think that's just so important to talk about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been quite the journey and yeah, it's, it's just a part of our testimony and Yeah. So that, what time of year was that? That was October. So we miscarried October 25th.
0: Okay. And so then that next January.
1: Yes. That next January, um, presentation Sunday mm-hmm. rules around, which if you don't know, presentation Sunday is what Cedar park does to pray for families who either are going through infertility or have lost a baby mm-hmm. parents that or uh, couples that just want children mm-hmm. and, you know, can't get pregnant. And mm-hmm. Kobe and I weren't struggling to get pregnant, but, you know, we longed for a baby yeah. and we wanted a healthy child. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think we've realized that until mm. we miscarried is how yeah. bad we wanted to be parents. Wow. Um, because before it was like, wow, okay. I guess you didn't we're, think you're ready. And then suddenly you're we like, ready. wait, we are ready. Yeah. And then when you go through that, it's like, oh, wait, I want this. I wow. want, we want children. We yeah. want a baby. Like yeah. whenever it's God's timing, but yeah. We wanted a baby soon, you yeah. know? Um, and so we got prayed for on presentation Sunday and we got pregnant the next month. <laughs> so thank you, Jesus. That was very quick. I love it. Um, which was so amazing. But, you know, that also came with its own mm-hmm. worries and struggle mm-hmm. because, you know, the enemy really tried to get to us and yeah, you know, try to say, you know, you're going to lose. What if we lose this baby? So many, what ifs, but after miscarriage, uh especially a late miscarriage. So Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, well we could hear the heartbeat at this appointment, Mm -hmm. but we might go in next time and the baby's going to be gone. And Mm -hmm. so just so many lies that were just completely from the enemy Mm -hmm. that it was really hard. And I just remember like just being pretty upset about it. Um, But then when I hit like eight weeks, God just gave me this peace, Mm. like just this peace that surpassed all understanding. He just gave me this peace of, I've like, I'm going to take care of you. you. Mm -hmm. I've got you. And like, I, we have never had to rely on Jesus more. Like you just had, we had to rely on him every single day. And That's we what did. Parenting will do to you. Uh-huh. Oh, I <laughs> like, I, yeah.
0: I cannot do this, nope. whether it's in the womb or out outside. Womb. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, God, right. Help.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. And so we had to just rely on him every appointment. I would get some anxiety, but then I'd be like, nope. Mm-hmm. Like I, I rebuke that because okay. this is, I, I kind of came to this realization of God loves this baby even more than I love this Come baby. On, like God <laughs> is knitting this baby right. together in my womb. Yeah. And he loves, if I yeah. love this baby so much, he loves it tenfold. Come like, on. this is his child That's before right. it's mine. And That's I had right. to just give that to God and be mm-hmm. like, you know what? This baby's yours. This yep. is in your hands. I yep. give this baby to you no matter what happens. Yep. And I celebrate this baby. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it it was hard. But yeah. Kobe and I, and we had to rely on each other. And mm-hmm. But yeah, and we did. And, you know, we have our beautiful daughter now. So fast forward, she was born on... October 19th. So that's nine months from presentation yes. Sunday. Yeah. So we lost our baby October 25th and her wow. due date was actually October 26th. So that was also like, oh my gosh, God, like her, her due date was one day after that's we lost her so, first baby. So, so that was beautiful. special. It was beautiful. And wow. it was, I would tell people that and they would just get chills. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, like God, like this baby's a miracle. God keeps his promises. Yes. And he always redeems mm-hmm. situations.
0: Yes. You know, for by sure. giving you your new daughter, you know, on that same yeah. same week, you know, that he that you lost him, yeah. your son, it's just mm-hmm. like God just closing that chapter. Yep. Like I restore all things
1: yep. in his timing. Yep. But he if he here, hadn't yep. you know. If he hadn't brought us through that, we would we we learned so much, yeah. you know, that it's just it's it changed our perspective on everything. Mm on life like you wouldn't how wish that on anybody or choose right. it
0: but it's like when you go through it you would never yeah leave you
1: you would always want that because mm-hmm. it gave you such a new appreciation yes for, for sure your, your and baby. pregnancy and just being yeah. able to get pregnant and mm-hmm. have a healthy pregnancy yeah and yeah yeah so do you want to talk a little bit about your pregnancy
0: yeah and just some of the the ups and downs of that because i think mm-hmm. that's really relevant to a lot of families out there.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So I had a, I had a good pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, everything was good. I mean, she was healthy the whole way through, Mm -hmm. um, towards the end. I got really high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, it was miserable. I was Mm -hmm. miserable Mm -hmm. towards if, you know, even if you look at pictures of me, I'm just bloated and like Mm -hmm. so swollen. I'm just like, it was I not thought you always tort. looked beautiful oh, and amazing, you. So, you. but I, you probably felt that way. Yeah, I did. My <laughs> ankles were like so big, Oh man! but, um, yeah, so I had a good, really good pregnancy with her. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, so when I gave birth to her, I went into labor or I didn't go into labor. I had to get induced because of my high blood pressure. They were worried it was going to turn into preeclampsia. Mm hmm. So I had to get induced. how, far, um, how many weeks were you? At I was like 39. Okay. So they weren't worried about it or anything. Yeah, yeah. They were like, let's just induce you mm-hmm. because your body's you're not high, responding. Well. Yeah. And I was like, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which I didn't want to be induced because mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. I just read certain things about it, but I honestly, at that point I just wanted her out of right. me. I was like, okay, God, like, yeah. let's do this. Let's yeah. have a baby. Yeah. So I got induced. Um, had a really good labor. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, everything was good. I, I think it was about a 20 hour labor, but I had an epidural, but I had an epidural. Okay. So it was like, so it wasn't like
0: hard labor. No, like for 20 it was hours. like
1: good. We had worship music going. Yeah. yeah. Um, October 19th in the morning, she, I pushed for about an hour. Um, and My very, very last push, they were like, okay, next push, you're gonna have your baby in your arms. And Kobe and I were all like giddy and Mm -hmm. it was just so fun. Yeah. Um and it was just such a special feeling, like, oh my gosh, we're about to meet our baby. Yes. And so started pushing and like everything like stops. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden twenty doctors and nurses come in the room, like the whole NICU team. Um, they like slam me on the bed, jump on top of me. They're like pushing down on my stomach. Um, like the doctor's like screaming in my face, like we need to get this baby out. Like you need to push. And I'd been pushing for an hour. So I'm like, like, and I was so confused because, you know, the last thing I heard was your baby is going to be in your arms. And so I knew something was wrong, but I, I was just so confused. Mm -hmm. Um, but I knew it was serious, obviously. And Kobe's Mm -hmm. bawling his eyes out. And I really knew it was serious when, I looked over and my mom's on her knees, like just praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, something's wrong. They had, they probably saw the baby first, mm-hmm. like her, yeah, her head. So what had happened? Was... Yeah. So what happened is she got her, uh, her shoulder stuck. It's called mm-hmm. a shoulder dystocia. Mm-hmm. And it only happens in about 1% of births. So it's very, very rare, but it's extremely dangerous because mm-hmm. when her shoulder's stuck, she's, um, Losing oxygen, so mm-hmm. she's not getting any oxygen, and she was stuck for about three and a half minutes. Wow! So I just remember, like, laying there, and you know, they're trying all these different positions to get mm-hmm. her out, and I'm just in shock. I didn't know what I didn't um, you know at that moment her, that she was stuck or anything. Yeah. I was just like, something's wrong. Yeah, she should be out. She should be in my arms. Something's yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. And so I just remember praying like. God, don't take this baby from me, please. Like, mm-hmm. you took our first baby. You took our first child. Do not take this baby that I just carried for nine months. Please mm-hmm. don't. Please don't do this to us. And I just was praying. And finally, she comes out. They they were able to get her out. Mm-hmm. Um, we still didn't know if she was okay. They bring her over to the table. And she didn't have, yeah. okay. she's not crying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to kind of lay there. I still didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was like, is she okay? Like I thought she had maybe passed, mm-hmm. passed away because she was stuck for so long. Mm-hmm. And when she came out, I couldn't kind of remember looking and she was just black. Like mm-hmm. she was purple. So dark. And oh, wow. cause she was stuck for so long and mm. I thought she was gone. And so I, it had been like 60 seconds and like, she, finally she cried or let out a little cry. And I was like, okay, she's, she's alive, she's alive but is she okay? And that was very. That was so hard. So, um, I'm so sorry. That's just such a tragic moment. It
0: was Even very. Though we know it turned out mm-hmm. good, right? Like just that moment of like, yeah, you're on. You're at the happiest moment. Yeah. One second, and the next second, you're like, I might be facing, yeah. the funeral of my baby.
1: I thought it was gonna be, and um, honestly, my mom and yeah. husband too. We thought it was maybe gonna be a stillbirth. Yeah, and so, um, yeah. so you. Switched over really fast, but they got the baby
0: out by yeah. an episiotomy. Yeah, so right? they, cut they me. couldn't do a, a yeah. C-section at that time. Yeah,
1: so they tried. It, they tried different mm. with a sh- shoulder dystocia. They tried different like maneuvers, move, but but they um, found out so they, late. Yeah, they found out, Yeah, exactly. And usually they they try to break her like arm, sure. her oh, shoulder. Okay to try to get her to come yeah, out, yeah. but she just wouldn't come She's out. So they strong. cut me. She's too strong. Um, God's like, no, you will not break one of her right? hands. I know exactly. Um, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> I know. I'm like laughing about it. Not really, funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? No, Sometimes I'm, laughter is a way to release yeah, stress. For sure. So. And I've talked about it so many times cause <clears throat> I have told a lot of people my story. So okay. it's. I'm like kind of at the point where I'm not like, I don't cry about it because I've said it so much, but it is. Well, I guarantee you everyone who's listening is crying (laughs) as I have been crying. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, um, so where was I? They, so she was blue
0: on the table. Yeah. She's
1: on the table. Um, the NICU team had her in the back and I was just laying there like in shock. Like what? is going Mm -hmm. on like Mm -hmm. I just was so confused like what had even happened and I just remember looking at a nurse and being like is she okay Mm -hmm. like Like, is she alive say something and yeah so then she let out a cry um and they took her for like three hours down to the NICU unit and I remember Kobe being like I'm gonna stay with you I'm like go with our baby I was like you go with her I'll be fine my mom will be up here with Mm -hmm. me but you don't leave her side and um that That was mama instinct. mm -hmm, I was like, go be with our baby, please. I'll be okay. Yeah. But of course him being my husband, he was so worried about me because he's yeah. He
0: wants to be with you.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mm -hmm. so he went down with her. She was down there for about three hours. We still didn't know if she was okay. or going to have nerve damage, brain damage. And I remember just laying there. Um, I had an episiotomy, so they stitched me up for a while Mm -hmm. and I was just in shock like I just was staring at the wall like what is even going on like should I should have my baby with me mm-hmm. um and it was so hard cuz I didn't even know what she looked like yeah I was wow I didn't even know like what her face looked like and mm-hmm. so it was so hard and Kobe imagine. would send me a picture and he would mm-hmm. send me updates like okay she's she's getting less purple she's Good. whatever um, yeah. um, um but still I was like
0: it you was so hard. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to hold
1: her and I had to like pump <clears throat> some breast milk. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to like pump some breast milk up there, but it was mm-hmm. just so like, where's my baby? Yeah. <laughs> Cause she was just in the NICU. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I mean, you know, you want that, the baby you just carried for nine months in your arms, like yeah. that skin to skin contact. But it was like, we didn't have any of that yeah. until a few hours later, um, So finally they brought her up to me and she improved a lot and they did x-rays on her and found out that like, she was perfectly fine and her shoulder wasn't even dislocated. Like they, they like had to check because her shoulder should have been, they like tried to break it to have her come out. And so, yeah. And so no, no, um, dislocation of shoulder, no anything. And like, I met her for the first time and it was amazing, but it was like very hard. Oh, tell the story about your dad. Oh, yes. This is crazy. What happened during that same time? Because yeah. he was home. Yeah. So my dad was at home. Um, he hadn't heard from my mom in the morning for mm-hmm. a while mm-hmm. um, while I was pushing. He hadn't really heard from her because of, it was getting crazy. Yeah. Everything was happening. So my yeah. mom wasn't able to give him updates. Um, and so all of a sudden, again, he hadn't talked to my mom at all, he just, God just literally told him, something's wrong in the birth, something's happening, something's not right, you need to pray right now. Um, and so my dad just got this vision from God of Jesus pulling my daughter out of me. Wow. Um, like literally <laughs> like guiding her out of me. Wow. And without even talking to my mom or knowing what went on and mm. if she was stuck for like one more minute, yeah. Or even 30 more seconds, she might not have, yeah, you know, been here. right? And so it's just so powerful. And wow.
0: that's amazing. My I mom told that me that, story. yeah,
1: my mom told me that in the hospital and I just cried and cried. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm. like, cause he had no idea, but God told him like, pray. you need to pray for your daughter pray. because there's some spiritual yeah. warfare going on yeah. and it yeah. is not, it's not looking good. And so I just thought of that I just when think, the
0: fact that she had no damage, mm-hmm not only to her physical body, but mm-hmm. also mentally, yeah. you know, um, only God can do that. In right. That moment. Oh, for sure. You know, Cause they're looking for anything, like yes. any sign of trauma. Yes. Which she none. had
1: so much trauma. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: but she
1: you... should honestly mm-hmm. not be here because she was stuck for so long. Yeah. And so I think that's just so like God keeps his yeah. promises. Yes. And I prayed throughout our, her, um, our whole pregnancy that, yeah. God would show us his faithfulness through yeah, her. Yeah. And boy, did he because yes. every time I look at that little girl, I just mm-hmm. see his goodness and his faithfulness yeah. and I just know that yeah. she's just so special and she literally is a miracle. Yeah. And it's just it's just been a wild ride. <laughs> Very wild ride for my first baby. Yes. But first birth. Yeah. But yeah. Not what we were expecting mm-hmm. at all, but I know I'm so thankful that she is okay because I know, mm. you know, it doesn't work out that way for some people and I yeah. can't even imagine yeah. to, to go through that. Yeah, And so my heart just goes out to anyone who yeah. has to deal with, yeah. you know, a stillbirth or losing yeah. their baby like Man. that. I just can't even imagine because, yeah.
0: Well, I know that your recovery was not peaches mm-hmm. and roses either. Yeah. And you went through a lot just recovering from the episiotomy yes. and some not good job that they had done Mm -hmm. your doctors and stuff, but, um, I'm just so thankful that you're willing to share your story. And and now you have all these listeners who know you, if they see you at church, they can talk to you about your story, um, hear more. And I, and I don't know, I I think I might have a prophetic word for you. You had said when you first got here that you and your husband thought about doing a podcast and I don't know, maybe the Lord
1: still (laughs) has that for you. Maybe with our Amazon little. Yeah. Maybe you could upgrade, upgrade <laughs> could upgrade. You have to save up, but you yeah. know what? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, maybe.
0: Podcast, your parenting. You yes, know? exactly.
1: You know, daily life of
0: a Christian couple. Yeah. Navigating parenting and yeah. marriage and yeah. all those things. Um, But I know that God has such good in store for you and mm-hmm. your family. And I don't know how long we've been going, but we've been going for a while. Yeah. So maybe we'll just we'll wrap it up yeah. and um thank you so much sarah for yes. being open and willing to share your story mm-hmm. about um your baby in heaven yes and also your baby here you know our baby ava she's 18 now but she mm-hmm. was born on october 18th Aww. so nine months from presentation yeah. sunday oh, as wow. well yeah that's so awesome i wonder how many october babies are out there yeah like, oh probably of people who attended
1: yes presentation yes. sunday you know yeah we actually had a friend a couple who um we invited and they got pregnant last wow, year too. That's awesome. The next month. And it was like, Oh my oh, gosh. That's
0: so yeah. cool. God, hears God our God. Yeah. He loves, he's all about family. Yes. He's all about marriage. Mm-hmm. He's all about redemption. And, um, that's what he is. That's yes. what he does. That's yep. who he is. So let's just close in a word of prayer and yeah. then we'll
1: head out. Okay.
0: God, we just commit this podcast to you. God, I'm just so thankful for Sarah and her family. Thank you for her willingness, God, to just share the things that you have done in her and through her. God, we pray blessing over her family. We pray blessing over every listener today who's hearing this podcast, God, that you would speak what you want them to hear. Um, We just thank you again, God, for your goodness over Sarah's life. And we just commit all this to you in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Lifers, for joining us for today's podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.